guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smartest Chonga Lina podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition and lifestyle um, and a lot of different tools and protocols to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, welcome to another week. Happy Monday. We are almost in summer. How exciting is that? I hope you have something exciting, hot, and summer you planned for the next few months. I definitely am looking forward to some traveling, speaking, seeing my family, um, but also working on my company, Brain Breakthrough Coaching, helping remote professionals and digital nomads to establish routines, to feel focused at work and enjoy life adventures in a healthy, feed and happy body and mind. Guys, today I want to talk to you about three things. Number one, body-brain connection. It's undeniable. It's there to stay it never went away anywhere. And what it means is when we think that we feel a certain way, that our brain might not be working really well, maybe that performance, maybe that focus, maybe that memory, maybe that attention, you know, a GHD being all over the place, we're just feeling like under dark cloud, you know, those low moods and not really optimistic attitude to life, uh, feeling like our glass is always half empty. It seems like it's all in our mind, but actually, those states are the interpretation, the sum of what's happening in our body. So our brain summarizes all the information that is coming from all the organs and systems uh, in our body and in the brain itself. And then it gives us emotions and feelings and states as a summary of what's happening inside of our body, inside of our brain, and outside. And so if we don't take care properly of our body, there is no way your brain going to do it best or you're going to feel your best. There are four routines that you always got to take care of. And especially guys, if you do work remotely, if you are a digital nomad, if you have a lot of things changing, right? You got to establish those routines or you're going to suffer. Those routines that I'm going to mention to you in a moment, they're not optional. You know, you have this brain-body thing. It's a machine. We are biological machines. And we have a set of rules that when we do them, we thrive. We feel good mentally and physically. And when we don't, we, we don't feel good. And we're still, as a society, figuring it out. Like, what it means to thrive and how we can make ourselves to feel the best, to look the best, to live long and don't experience uh, many diseases and to mentally feel happy and energized and optimistic. You know, mental health is part of our physical health. Again, it's kind of like uh, a brain's way to communicate what's happening in our body, our mental health, our mental state, but it also our mental health, the way our the emotions that we perceive, they're dependent on what's happening environment, in our environment and how cognitively we interpret that. And then those interpretations, they affect our body because now the brain 
believes that, for example, you are under stress. And so it's going to adjust different systems and hormones and uh, energy uh, metabolism in our body based on that information that, again, comes from our environment, maybe from relationships, maybe from a little bit more stress, maybe from that conversation. And then it translates into bodily functions according to that potential threat in our environment. So for major routines that you need to establish. And with this new world of work, remote work, a lot of people are, you know, going remote. And a lot of people realize that they really never had a routine. It kind of used to happen. You know, you wake up, you go to work, then you have to sleep because you have to go to work. Now when you can work anywhere and um, a lot of schedules are all, all over the place, people are struggling because like, well, let me just do whatever and whatever doesn't work. Certain routines are needed to be established in order for us to thrive and to enjoy the rest of our life, our work and our life of work, right? We need routine to enjoy the freedoms that come with this remote world where you do have more freedoms over your schedule and your location with this digital nomad world. You do have more freedoms, but can you handle it? Can you maintain routines to enjoy those freedoms. Otherwise, your attention, your focus, your energy going to be all over the place. Your health going to start suffering because maybe of inadequate nutrition or no exercise or sleep all over the place. Your mental performance, everything going to start suffering. Your relationships, everything. So routines is like a foundation. And once you have that foundation, you can build a beautiful house of your life. So routines, what kind of routines I'm talking about? Number one, you always got to take care of your sleep. It's got to be on schedule. Human beings, like our bio brain, they love schedules. They love routines. They love predictability. Predictability and routines lowers your stress levels. When you sleep and you, for example, nutrition is all over the place, your brain never knows where, when it's coming. And that unpredictability, uncertainty, it increases stress. And whether you think of it as stressful or not, unpredictable sleep schedule or nutrient supply increases your stress levels on a physical level through your body, again, whether you want it or not. So guys, sleep routine, it's got to be on schedule. Find what is maintainable, sustainable for you and stick with it. Sleep on the same schedule, adequate amount of hours, at adequate hour. Humans are creatures that are supposed to sleep at night. It's been shown that when you, for example, view bright light between 10 a.m., 10 p.m., and 4 a.m., your dopamine levels crush. And what it means is less motivation, less focus, less drive, less feeling good. A lot of things do not work when you start sleeping like a night creature. Humans are not designed that way. Now, that being said, we have a little bit difference here, you know, like few hours. Some people like myself are very early. Some people are a little bit on the later side, but there are no people who thrive being awake during the night, like no such thing. So sleep. When are you sleeping? You got to maintain that schedule. It doesn't matter where you are. Another one, light schedule. A lot of neurotransmitters, brain chemicals, hormones, your energy systems, your cellular metabolism, it depends on your light exposure. Are you getting outside in appropriate hours during the early morning, during the uh, afternoon hours, or you kind of just stay inside 
for most of the day, never getting that vitamin D or exposing yourself to natural light. And then you're wondering why you're feeling sleepy, unfocused, or unmotivated. A lot of, again, those states require molecules in your brain that are dependent on light exposure. So you got to set up your light routine, right? At least 30 minutes of morning light, at least 30 mornings of afternoon, night. And it's great if you're walking also, because movement improves every single system in your body. Um, whatever, you know, is in your body, it is improved by continuous intermittent movement, not like sitting for 10 hours and then moving as a workout for one hour. No, that also doesn't work. But number two, the kind of routines, light exposure really matters and not and exposing yourself to bright light at night. That is also very important for uh, melatonin, for example, main falling asleep hormone. So light routine, sleep routine, light routine, they are different and I consider them different and you need to take care of them, whether you're remote, digital nomad or whatever. Number three, your nutrition, of course. You need to have nutrition basics covered in your life. You can't eat whatever. You might be omnivore, but that only means that you can get your nutrients from different foods, not that you can eat whatever and be the same uh, level of health and fitness. Omnivore, again, means that you can eat a lot of foods, um, especially with cooking, you know, that increased for human beings. And you can get a lot of nutrients from different foods, food sources, but you still need those essential amino acids, proteins, those essential fatty acids, fats, those carbohydrates, those fibers, um, and, you know, more than 30 vitamins and minerals. And there are, nutrition is a very young science. We're still discovering what we actually need optimally as human beings. So you got to actually know something about nutrition. And it's a pity that we don't have nutrition education to teach everyone how to maintain a balanced, healthy diet for um, human for human health and human fitness and also mental performance and mental health. Your brain is the hungriest organ for nutrition, for energy, for all kinds of nutrients. So number three, you got to at least once in your life get into nutrition a little bit deeper and work with a professional helping you to figure out what do I actually need and how can I maintain it in my life. So this is number three. Nutrition, it's got to be a routine. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, and also, our brain likes routine when it comes to timing, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The more you stick to the same times, the better your sleep gets, the better your mental performance gets, the better your mental mood gets, uh, the better everything gets. And your stress levels, again, will decrease because predictability is very calming for our brain. Number four, exercise, movement. Um, I've recently finished an episode with a neuroscientist who studies the fact of exercise on the brain. And she recommends you know, 30 minutes of sweat of making your heart pumping and then move throughout the day as much as possible. Moving for 30 minutes and then sitting for 12 hours or so is not a great idea. Um, I also interviewed a uh, director of, former director of NASA Life Sciences Department. And she said, intermittent movement, that's what we notice has the most positive effect on human body. And non-movement patterns that has the most detrimental effect on human body and health. And so we and so now we're combining that with the data from 
from neuroscience research. And it seems also that the brain thrives on intermediate movement throughout the day. How I personally implemented, I have a rule for myself, at least 30 minutes of purposeful exercise. It can be, again, rollerblading. It can be dancing. It can be yoga. It can be weights. I like to have variety. And then every 30 minutes, I do something, meaning I work on my computer most of the day, creating programs for my clients, writing, having calls. But then every 30 minutes, I make sure that I stand up, that I do a few squats, that I do a stretch, that maybe I walk a flight of stairs. I do something every 30 minutes. And that every 30 minute movement seems to be also the like golden, um, I don't know, period of time where if you do that, you will have a really great fitness and all of your biomarkers like your blood sugar, your triglycerides, your inflammation, um, all the things your blood sugar control, they all will be, if not in an optimal state, then in a really, really good state, right? It's hard to measure considering all the facts that, that will have an effect on your health and fitness, like what's happening in your environment and with your nutrition, with your exercise. But every 30 minutes, do something. Uh, what it does, it helps your heart to pump the blood. It, it changes your blood. It changes your heart rate. It changes your blood pressure. Um, movement, it stimulates the um, movement of all the fluids, like your blood, your lymphatic system, your lymph um, fluid that takes out all the byproducts of cellular metabolism. You know, you, our lymphatic system, for example, doesn't have a pump. And so basically it's not able to take the garbage out if you don't move. And that's one of the reasons why movement is so beneficial. And again, it has to be intermittent. It has to be continuous. We can't be sitting for eight hours and then move for one hour and consider that's done. No, intermediate movement is actually much more beneficial than sitting and then having um, even a hard workout for an hour. So intermediate movement. And let's recap. We have four routines that you need to take care of. Again, doesn't matter whether you're remote, whether you're a digital nomad, whether how, how old you are, what gender you are, whether you consider yourself an athlete or non-athlete, those are things you need to take care of. Number one, your sleep. Number two, your light routines. Number three, your nutrition. Number four, your exercise. So this is number one thing that I wanted to cover with you today, guys. Um, this uh, manual that we need to establish in our life. Routines will help you to enjoy all the freedoms that you create in your life. If you have no routines, all your freedoms will fall apart sooner or later. And again, it's a pity that we don't have that education in our schools. At some point, we probably will, but not yet. And that's why people are so confused. And, you know, whenever people can do something, they will do it. And so when people can do things all over the place, people will do that. But it it comes with detrimental effects on our physical and mental health. And that is not avoidable. And so you need to have those routines installed. Um, the second thing I wanted to cover today is exercise. And specifically how exercise is amazing for your brain and your mental states. If you're feeling not motivated or focus on any specific day, go and exercise because that increases dopamine. 
uh, one of the major molecules in your brain created to motivate you to do things. The more dopamine you usually have, the more wired you are to take action. So exercise increases that. So if you wake up on Monday morning and you're not feeling like that, go and exercise, increase your dopamine. You'll feel much more eager to do anything. And then the second thing why you'll feel more like doing anything is increase in norepinephrine or adrenaline in the brain. And that gives you that additional kick in the butt, you know, in a little bit of stress in your system. So that again increases your focus, increases the release of different fuels uh, in your body, and that um, norepinephrine actually cre- is created from dopamine, so they are kind of very related. So dopamine, norepinephrine, and you're ready to go. You're motivated to take actions, and you have this a little bit, you know, kick in the butt, a little bit heat. Uh, a little bit of stress that is beneficial for you to take action. And then if you're not feeling that happy or optimistic or well, guess what, guys? Exercise also increases molecules in your brain like serotonin and endorphins that make you feel good, that make you feel good about your progress, that make you feel confident that you are able to make progress, right? Exercise is that like magic bullet. It changes who you are, how you feel, what you do in this life. And when done consistently, it has a profound effect on your life. And maybe that's why, you know, all people we admire, they all exercise. Now, they might not be into any hardcore athletic training, and you don't need to be, but they all do exercise. And whether they know it or not, it changes how they feel and what they do. So exercise. Number two, you know, if you needed a little bit more motivation, To exercise, then you got it. And now you understand why after exercise you feel so much better. Here is though the caveat. Don't overdo it. If you push yourself too hard, you're going to feel exhausted and you're not going to do more, probably less. So exercise, but not too much. And the last but not least, um, I wanted to cover cravings a little bit for different foods and substances. Um, A lot of people I worked with, they understand the benefits of healthy eating. But very often they give in to cravings at the moment. You know, you feel certain things and you feel like, you know, I need something. I need something to change that feeling. I need something to change biochemistry. Maybe there was some stress at work or maybe you had a stressful conversation. Maybe you're going through a stressful period in business and food helps you to feel better, to feel more relaxed, or different substances. And it's totally normal. Food changes our biochemistry. Different substances we ingest, it changes what's happening on a chemical level in our body and our brain, and that's why we feel different. And realize that those cravings, when you give in to something, when you consume something, it's a coping mechanism. So your brain needs to change off chemistry to feel better, to continue. And at some point, you figured out that food um, helps your brain to do that, helps you to feel better. And so that craving and what you do with that, it's a coping mechanism. It's a, it's a tool that allows you to change your state. But next time, guys, that's what helped me and helped a lot of my clients. Next time when you feel a craving, ask yourself, How can I change my state without food? At first, it's going to be very hard, and you're probably not going to know what exactly going to do that for you. And so try things like meditation. Yeah, I know, you know, that is the least 
the the worst time or maybe like uh, the time that you feel the least like doing meditation when you're feeling down but it's actually going to help you breathing guided meditation changing your breathing pattern changing the way you move it actually changes your state it just requires a little bit more a little bit more push to start doing that but once again your brain your body they realize that that changes your state and once you start doing it more consistently you know you feel not so good you meditate and you change and your state changes the more you do it the easier it's going to become it's going to be a new habit exercise also helps a lot like when i feel especially you know not happy about something happening in my life um like for example recently didn't get us visa wasn't really happy about that what i did i went for to rollerblade went out did my rollerblading and those negative emotions that were bubbling up they disappeared because I changed my biochemistry. I went rollerblading. My body, my brain were flushed with all those beautiful neurotransmitters, brain chemicals, dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, endorphins that changed my biochemistry. And guess what, guys? My state changed immediately. No food required. Did it take a little bit more push? Was it easier to eat a cookie? Yeah, it was easier to eat a cookie. But because I know that exercise, that movement, that rollerblading helped me to feel better, almost instantly as well so i put on my rollerblades and i went to rollerblade and why i preferred rollerblading to cookies because of long term effects like rollerblading sports much better for me than eating a cookie not saying that cookies are necessarily bad all the time but they don't move my life forward right so craving is a signal that you want to change your state and treat it like that and realize you have a choice of tools that you can address that craving to change your state craving more often than not has nothing to do with food it has to do with the change of state so meditate move get out there go for a run or again rollerblade pick up some heavy and lift it listen to music it's a huge like it's one of the biggest one of the most profound ways to change your state instantly music listen to your favorite tunes for 5 10 minutes dance what else um speaking to your friends meeting your friends going out dancing i don't know going out and spending time in nature all of these things help usually the more you move uh your breathing your movement patterns they will help you the most One of the most famous neuroscientists these days Andrew Huberman likes to say that when something is not working in your mind the answer is in your body. It's very hard to change your mind to change your state by thinking differently. What is much more profound is moving differently. And so when you don't like your state move or listen to the music change your breathing pattern meditation house with that and your change will change will your state will change and your craving will go away because the craving was the signal that your mind wanted to change your state and once you address that once you change your state with something else that craving will disappear like by magic and that was the last thing that i wanted to cover today so maybe this week practice this craving you know you feel the craving and ask yourself 
what it is I want to feel, what I usually feel after, you know, giving it to cookie or ice cream, what it is I feel and how can I make myself feel that way without that specific food item, right? And exercise to make yourself feel better, movement and routines, sleep, light, exercise, nutrition. This is your brain-body medial. You don't do those, you screw up those, and don't expect yourself to feel and do well on a consistent basis. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you found this useful. And the power is in doing, not in knowledge. Knowledge is potential power. If knowledge was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six-pack apps. So guys, you learn something, take one thing, and apply it to your life this week and see what happens. If you have any questions, reach out, Angela at brainbreakthroughcoach.com. Share this episode with other people who might be struggling with establishing routines or with their new remote nomadic lifestyle or don't find motivation to exercise because they think it's stupid or useless. Or maybe someone is struggling with cravings. Share this episode with them. I'd really appreciate it. Have questions? Reach out. And till next time, as usual, eat better daily.